Welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond, Surviving and Thriving. My name is Andrew Marada, host of the show, and it is show number 218. Happy summer. Good afternoon to our live audience watching live here on Facebook. Proud member of the Education Podcast Network, as well as Voice Ed Radio Canada or wherever you take in your podcast. Happy to be on, happy to be uh, rolling here, sharing information, sharing energy. And when I'm on with another podcast hoster, it's just it's just incredible, right? The conversation, you have someone who knows how to navigate a podcast. We're going to have Ryan Scott here on in a minute. Uh, Ryan runs his podcast, The Big Ed Idea. Ryan's a principal, Ryan's a school leader. Um, doing great stuff in and out of his schools. I'm, I'm curious. He's on the border like me, New York, New Jersey, and PA. He's on the border of Kentucky and Indiana and kind of stretches between those communities, which I think is uh, pretty cool to reach two different communities. So welcome aboard show 218. No sponsor today, but a little commercial. Uh, keynote speaking, workshop presenting is something that I have fallen in love with. Um, it is a great way to connect with people. We're back live doing it, but sometimes there's still a virtual avenue. Uh, you're looking for an inspirational speaker. You're looking for a motivational speaker. I'd love to come to your district, your school, your organization. So DM me, reach out to me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Andrew Murata 21. Um, but that is a fun part of my, my work that I'm doing is connecting with other leaders. So if you're looking for a keynote speaker, you're looking for someone to uh, come in and present to your staff, your administrative team. I'd love to meet you. All right, enough of that. Opening concept today, show number 218, passion projects and adrenaline producing activities. I just posted that uh, recently about uh, adrenaline producing activities, and I reread my blog there about that. What are the passions that you have in your life, right? What are the things that really get you going uh, and in our work in education, right? It's the kids, it's schools, it's staff, it's all of those things. And that's why we as educators got into this. Um, but also it's important to have some outside interests and passions. And I'll share the story. Uh, I'm married uh, 20 years now, going on 21. And um, I took my wife, uh, you know, we're doing this things together. And, you know, they say your dates should have a number of uh, facets uh, in them, right? And one of them is adrenaline-producing activities, right? So we went uh, indoor parachute uh, diving where you go on those things and, whoo, and it blows you up. And it was it was fantastic, right? And it was just produced so much great energy for our date and our time together. And, uh, you know, as we're moving through the summer here, we're almost to August and Ryan's go back to school in just a couple of weeks, you know, Chase those adrenaline-producing activities, those passion projects, right? I'm going to ask Ryan about some of his outside school passions, uh, but it's important that you sharpen your saw, and it's important that you chase those. I have found those in writing. I have found those in uh, being healthy and exercise and, and connecting with people, right? I really enjoy that, and uh, so I urge you and I challenge you to chase those passion projects of yours and those adrenaline-producing activities. Enough of me talking. You don't want to hear me anymore. Let's bring in Ryan Scott, today's guest on the program. Ryan, welcome to Education Leadership Beyond. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me today. It's nice uh, to have you on again. I know we've connected on a number of avenues. 
but uh, you had me on your podcast as well. Sure did. Uh, I pre- appreciate the time. And I know I'm a busy guy, but you have a lot in the hopper as well. Ryan is the principal of the Academy for Innovative Studies in Evansville, Indiana, and also the host of the Big Ed Idea. So let's start with your school, Ryan. You are the new principal there on sure the doorstep of your, your first year. So tell me a little bit about the school and uh, what you're about to get started with. Yeah. So like, yeah, I'm super, super excited about this because, um, you know, obviously I'm into ideas um, or I wouldn't have started my podcast, The Big Ed Idea. And part of that is about being innovative, um, about looking for solutions maybe that haven't been tried yet or, or um, you know, just being OK with failing until you get it right. Um, and so I'm super, super, super excited to be literally taking over a school with the word innovation in its title. Um, I was talking to some people the other day and and telling them, you know, if, if our school doesn't um, try to do something outside of the norm, um, we just need to rebrand our school. Because if we are the Academy for Innovative Studies, then 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 I see it kind of important that we take an innovative approach. Um, another thing you should know about my building, um, I am an alternative high school, uh, nine through 12. So every student that is in my building um, has been expelled out of one of the five high schools. Um, and so, you know, these kids have had 10, 11 years of traditional high school. Um, for a lot of them, it's just not working. And that's why my impetus is that, you know, this has got to be the the anti-alt school. Um, I am very passionate that it is not a prison. It is not um, technically, you know, technically it is for punishment, but we want to provide opportunities before we provide the punishment. Um, And our big kind of guiding focus um, is for improving outcomes. And we're going to do that by making sure everyone associated with my building feels valued, seen, and heard. Um, I just feel, and, 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 and the people that I'm working with, you know, number one, we got to get our kids there. We have um, not the best attendance, but if our kids feel valued, seen, and heard, I am confident that they will want to be in my building. Awesome. And I know it's your first year there, Ryan. It's great to see someone so passionate about working with, uh, you know, an alternative education, kids that need a second chance. Um, so going into your first year, Ryan, like not having been there before, right? There's a lot of information out about there about do's and don'ts in your first year. So tell me your approach. What are some do's and don'ts that you're going to uh, put forth as you get started here? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, right now I feel like, um, you know, I'm that dude with my head underneath a big um, bucket of water, you know, all this information coming at me at once. Um, Because you're right, not only am I in a new building, but I'm in a new state and I'm in a new corporation. So I'm learning uh, kind of the norms of the corporation. Um, I'm learning new standards. I'm new. I'm learning pretty much everything. So like, yes, I'm bringing some stuff, um, in my toolkit, but, but also I've had to be very cognizant, which is hard for me, very, um, cognizant that I need to slow down this first year and take it all in, learn the culture, uh, build relationships, 
um, with my, not only my staff, but my parents, um, who a lot of them are pretty distrustful of the school in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I, I try to tell myself that and, and my assistant principal and another lady are really good at telling me, um, slow down, slow down. Um, cause I have all these ideas, um, but we probably won't get to them within two or three years. Yeah. Um, our first priority right now is raising expectations, um, behavior, academic. Um, like I said, making sure that our kids feel valued, seen, and heard. Um, and then we actually this year are going to a 490 block schedule. And so, oh, wow. yeah, so we are going to have to do some work around how we can get all of that done in a 90 minute block with honestly with kids that don't want to be at school. So then how do you re how do we create the classroom community um, and environment and relationships that will help our kids um, to go through that 90 minutes? Interesting stuff. So they did not have a block before. Was this, was this something that they were doing or is this something that you brought? No. So this was something actually that the state um, prior to this year, we had five, uh, periods because my students actually they start at 7 30 and they leave at 1 50 every day so it's a oh, short nice. school day yeah um and we are broken down into quarters and so the state was having problems seeing how our students were earning credits in the time that we we had so the state's like all right well you got to do 90 minutes in order to get um all of that content in um so, yeah. you know, we're, we're doing what the man says and we're going to make it work. A lot of innovation, a lot of opportunities uh, with yeah. that block uh, in there as well. How about your leadership team, Ryan? You're dealing with kids that have had some trouble in school, but how will you lead your APs, your deans, your head teachers uh, and kind of guide them, right? There's leaders who, who lead the way and they follow. There's other leaders who push people in front and kind of make sure everything's going well. Tell me about your leadership style in, in leading your team? So I'll be honest, man. I, I, I want to trust my people. And so first and foremost, um, it's, I trust you until you give me a reason not to, um, you know, these people have been in the trenches. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't want to be at this school because of, uh, issues that may, you know, they may face or whatever. So these people chose to come to my building. Mm -hmm. So right off the bat, I'm going to trust them that they're going to do what's best for my students. Um, for our students. And and one of my overarching things is that if it's good for kids, it's good for AIS. And so repeatedly, this is your classroom. You do what you need to do. If, you, if it's working, do it. If it's not working, don't do it. Um, I'm not a huge micromanager until I need to be a micromanager. Um, you know, there, there are ways um, to make sure that things are getting done in the classroom. Um, I'm a big, big relationship guy. So, you know, I want to meet with my teachers individually weekly just to check in on them. How are things going? Um, but, but really, man, when it comes down to it, I feel like if you create a place that people, number one, feel like they, they, they're supposed to be there and that, that, that it's purpose led, then I think it will work its way out. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. It's exciting. You're, you know, you're in a new spot. You chose to go to a new state. Um, I wish you the best on that journey. 
Uh, Ryan, you heard the opening statement, right? And I know doing the podcast is a passion of yours outside of school, hiking, your family. But tell me about your thoughts on that and why, why what are some of your passions? Yeah. And, and, and why are those important in the lives of leaders? Yeah. So, so I would say most people, you know, um, most people got into this profession because they felt led to do it. Um, and, and, and in my experience, it's super easy for folks like us that want to change the world to disconnect. Um, it's really hard for us to turn it off, especially when kids are involved. Um, and especially when we're doing something as important as education. Um, and I've, I had to learn through hard, some hard struggles and hard lessons that there just needs, I need my family time to be my family time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, if I am, so I have made it a point not to send text messages or emails out past like five o'clock at night and not on the weekends. And if I have to, I schedule it so that it will come out eight in the morning on Monday morning. Um, I've let my folks know, you know, if you need me, if you need something, text me, if it's past seven o'clock at night, I may answer it. Um, if it's an emergency, just call me, I'll pick it up all, no matter what, just call me if it's an emergency. Um, but I've really had to learn that. And I, and I think I learned it probably within the last four years, as I watched my oldest, who's now 19, um, get into, yeah, get into high school. And then when I started to reflect about all of the hours that I spent on school stuff instead of family stuff, um, because, because she has three other sisters, 10, seven, and five. Mm. And I want to make sure that, that when those girls grow up and they look back, they're like, they remember all the times daddy was doing stuff with them. Not all the time that daddy was on his computer doing school stuff, you know? Um, and so, yeah, passion projects, man, I'm a, I'm a goal setter. I love setting goals. Um, July, my goal was a hundred burpees every day. And so Oh, wow. Up until, yeah. So I've done 2,500 burpees now through the month of July. Wow. Yeah. I've got five more days and then I'll be done with that goal, but I'll probably do another one. Um, normally, man, I set a mind, body, and a goal. Mind, body, and a spirit goal every every month normally revolves around some type of like, uh, reading my Bible for a certain amount of minutes. Uh, maybe reading something else, maybe journaling, maybe just spending five minutes in the car on the ride home in silence. Um, but then outside of that, I'm yeah, you, you had it. I love to hike, love to be out in, in nature. Um, my favorite thing is to go out for three days with my dog and just me and just go out in the woods and just disconnect. Wow. Um, did you do that this summer? Uh, so I did it right before summer started. But okay. then, yeah, anybody out there that knows anything about the Ohio Valley, um, which is uh, Indiana, Kentucky border, it is crazy humid in the summer. Oh um, crazy, crazy, crazy humid. And so, yeah, like, no, I don't hike during summer. And But you're out in the woods three days off the grid? Oh, sure am. Wow. Sure am. 
How many uh, times have my, you done that? That's interesting. So my friend and I, uh, prior to COVID, we had started planning to do the Appalachian Trail in sections, and then COVID hit, and so we altered our our routes a little bit. And yeah. so I have been four times now. Four times now. Um, right now, I am section hiking the River to River Trail, which runs from in Southern Illinois from the Ohio River all the way to the Mississippi river. It's a hundred and like 60 miles. And I've done about 95 of that so far. Wow. Yeah. That is fascinating. Ryan, get me back to your, your family, right? You're again, you're a busy leader. You got the pocket, but you got four girls, you're married, <laughs> the dogs, you know, how do you carve out the time? You know, like you had mentioned about the phone and this, but even like running the podcast, doing the score, how do you, how do you like, how do you schedule that? How do you balance all of that? Google Calendar. Nice. Um, my wife laughed at me about four years ago when I created a Google Calendar for our family. Yeah. Um, she laughed at me, but my oldest, she puts her work schedule. Um, I put our bills. I put um, if my wife needs to do something after work, she puts it in. If I've got something after work, um, I put it in. It just... I am very OCD. So if I don't be a little ADD with my scheduling. Yeah. Um, but then outside of that, man, I try to, like I said, on the weekends, I try to check out. Um, I don't do any school stuff during the weekends. Now, Sunday nights, I normally reserve for recording my podcasts. Mm -hmm. My wife and kids know Sunday nights at seven o'clock. That's when I'm going to be recording. Um, and as you know, I mean, once you've done it a couple of num couple amount of times, I can record and edit. Um, and normally I can get an editing done and the graphics done in like 15 minutes. Nice. And so the podcast honestly isn't that big of a time commitment other than going on social media and sharing and trying to get, you know, uh, the activities, activity counts up on social media. But, um, but yeah. That's 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 kind of that's kind of how I try to do it. Yeah, it's I mean, you're being intentional with your time, right? It's important to follow that schedule. But man, the girls, uh, I, I you must I know you don't use a lot of conditioner in your uh, hair there. I could see it. But uh, the bathroom's there. Are you a morning warrior, uh, Ryan, or are you a night out? Morning. So I get up at four in the morning. I'm out the door by four thirty. I'm at the gym by five. I work out from five to six. Um, so last school year, I was way better at this because in my last school, the last high school, there was a, there was a weight room. So I could literally work out at school and then walk five steps to my office. Wow. Um, this year has been a challenge, especially as I'm trying to write a book, finish up a book by December. Um, finding 30 minutes a day is getting harder and harder. Um, but as you know, I mean, you, you're an author. Um, some days it just flows. Some days I sit down, I'm like, Oh, come on. Um, and lately I've been in the, uh, come on state, but. Well, I know ideas uh, are in your, in your mindset, all of that. Well, tell tell me about the book. I didn't have that there. Uh, yeah. but tell me about that. Okay. So yeah, I'm writing a book for times 10 publication. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So they are, if anybody out there is not aware of them, they are the ones that did the hacking 
uh, like hacking leadership, hacking, hacking discipline. Um, I know they just came out with one hacking deficit thinking, mm. um, really, really good group, um, led by Mark Barnes out of Ohio. Yeah. And I pitched this idea, honestly, on a whim, like last December, um, I actually pitched another idea, um, which the publisher, my publisher or my editor at the time wasn't super keen on, but I was like, but I have this other idea and I, and I really pitched it, not even thinking anything. And that's the one they wanted. And so, yeah, so I've been writing all about hope. Um, but it's about hope theory. Um, there is a theory, uh, it's actually called the hope scale and it was created by Dr. CK Snyder. Um, and it's essentially the idea is that hope is a verb, that hope is something that we can teach. And they've done over 2000 studies on hope theory and showing that students or just really anybody with a high, a high hope scale fare better when it comes to um, stressful situations, when it comes to academics, when it comes to athletics, um, they have found that um, a person with a higher IQ will perform lower than a person with a high hope score, but a low IQ. Mm. Um, just about that persistence. As a coach, you know this. Um, we can teach the skill till we're blue in the face, but if the if if the if the athlete doesn't have the will, they don't get anywhere. And so my whole book is about the notion that the academic achievement gap has not narrowed at all within the last 50 years between high income and low income kids. Um, my idea is that that is because of mindsets, particularly hopelessness mm. and around this idea of learned helplessness. Mm. Um, you look at the literature there is higher amounts of hopelessness for low income. Um, there are high, higher amounts of hopelessness among our black and brown students. Um, and my idea is that until the schools start to push a little bit more of the psychology, we're always going to have that achievement gap between the highest and the lowest income students. What an interesting concept. What an interesting book. Uh, and, and you're looking to get it uh, completed by December, as you say? Yeah. So I've got to have it turned in by December. Um, the time frame, what they've told me is get it in by December and hopefully release by May. So um, we'll see, man. We will see. It's a, it's a, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Love it. That's exciting. Let's pencil you in next year to have you on when the book comes out again. Uh, good, but good for you for bridging that uh, uh, topic. I, I love that that hope is a, is a verb, and uh, I say it's an acronym as well, right? Hold yeah. on, possibilities exist. So that's right. Uh, that's awesome, uh, and good luck. Good luck. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, tell me about your writing process. Does it have to be silent? Do you go to a coffee shop? Do you walk and talk and talk into your phone? What what's your process? So my writing process, I, I read a lot of different literature um, and write, what I've been doing is um, I find my research for that chapter that I'm writing and I'm constantly reading that literature. And then I'm trying to embed stories from my own life because um, I definitely went through many years of hopelessness myself. And yeah. so I'm trying to embed those stories um, with the 
research, but then also trying to give actionable steps on the three steps of hope. Um, the first one is goal setting. So teaching kids how to goal set. Next one is pathways or, or way power is another name. So teaching kids to um, brainstorm ways that they're going to get to their goal. But one step that a lot of people leave out is alternate routes. So if this first one doesn't work, what am I going to do to get there? The second route. And then the last piece is the willpower. So how do I keep that intrinsic motivation? Um, and a big part of, of my idea is that that motivation has to be coming from the adults, supportive adults in our life. Um, one thing the research has been pretty clear about is that students with nurturing um, environments, they're, they're born into nurturing environments, whether it's a parent or a guardian or whatever, those kids traditionally have higher hope scores. Um, now, that's unless they have helicopter parents. Hmm. Um, because actually helicopter parents um, are the antithesis or the opposite of what our hopeful kids need because they do everything for you. So if somebody does everything for me, why do I need to develop pathways for my goals? Interesting. Well, that is an interesting topic, uh, Ryan. That's, uh, that's exciting. I wish you the best on that journey. Uh, you touched a little bit on this off air about that time in your life that you, you know, you used to call it ho hopelessness or wandering. You mentioned, yeah. Um, but I know there was a, 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 a victory of overcoming drug use, but part of in your life about drug use, you want to share that story and, and how you overcame that hurdle? Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me plug in this darn computer. I'm going to tell you what, man, one of my moves coming over this new district, I'm used to having Macs. Okay. And yeah, so I've been using a Mac for the last five years and here I am got to use a PC He's taking himself backwards. So you're looking at you're looking to energize. You're looking to get some uh, uh, some some electric there. Yeah, he's plugging in. So well, all right, I'm I'm good now. Take your time. Take so your time. yeah, man. Um, yeah. So I affectionately uh, refer to ages 16, around 16 to 23, 24, as my wandering years. Mm. Um, I was a pretty good soccer player growing up played select soccer from the time I was four um, got on this select team in a big town I was a little country boy from a rural um, community in southern Indiana and went about 45 minutes to play for a select team and you know as kids do you know they need to belong and so I joined this group of, of kids that from a bigger town and um, those kids started smoking weed and doing dumb stuff. And so what did Ryan do? He fought, fell right into that game. Mm. Um, we were a really, really good team um, until we all started doing way too much of the other stuff. Um, I sat down the other day and we were in, and I was talking to one of my buddies that played on that team. And we started talking about all the guys on the team and man, like two of them, um, have committed suicide. One or two of them have overdosed. Um, several of them have been in prison. Um, and, and I think it all boils down to in the very beginning, it was just, we were trying to, you know, belong to something, but most of us didn't stop there. Um, I did a lot of other really stupid 
drugs. Um, I had severe depression and I don't know to this day if the depression was caused by the drugs um, or if the drugs were a way to help with the depression. Um, I, w I would imagine it was the former. I think a lot of those substances probably altered my developing mind at the time. Um, so I did all of that, made a lot of stupid mistakes until um, one day when I was 22, I found out I was going to be a dad very unexpectedly um, with, a, quite honestly, a, a girl that really wasn't into that much, but, you know, things happened. Um, wasn't making good choices and that I'll, I'll be honest, man, when my daughter was born, that was when I decided that life was not all about me. And when I slowly, now I'm not saying like five weeks later, I was perfect. I'm saying it started a journey. Yeah. Um, but that journey got me back into school. That journey got me working three jobs, uh, that journey got me to shave my head, um, got me to start working out. Um, and I, and I think, and I told people this before, man, I found my purpose and it was to be a dad. Mm. And that's why to this day, I'm so adamant that we create conditions in our school where our people can be purpose led. Um, cause I just feel, man, when you're purpose led, it makes those tough days a little bit easier and i think it just i don't know if you're if you feel like you're serving something bigger than you you know that's that's always a good thing so that's kind of those those years um you know i tell my kids high school kids multiple 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 times and i've told them since day one life's the hardest thing you ever got to do anybody that tells you difference on drugs or an idiot hmm. uh and I tell my kids about my own story. Um, you know, I tell, I told them, I remembered when I was their age, everybody was telling me, you got to know where you're going to college. You got to have it all figured out. And I was so stressed out about it. Um, you know, adults tell our teenagers, what do you know about stress? You're a teenager. Well, here's, here's the thing. They do know about stress. Stress yeah. is stress. Yeah. Um, and I will tell my new alternative high school kids, guys, I was just like you. The only difference was I didn't get caught. Um, and that might've been, that could have been my privilege. Um, that could have been, you know, I came from a middle income family. It could have been that, you know, I don't know, but if I had been caught and had been charged, I would not be where I'm sitting today. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Ryan, you know, thank you for sharing your story and, and talking about that, you know, and, uh, when I asked you about it, you know, you said it was a, a success and a failure, right? And you've turned you turned that in. And kudos to you for sharing your story with kids well, and, and adults. And I'll tell you this, Andrew, like the biggest lie we tell ourselves is that the guy over there has got it all figured out. Mm -hmm. Like what we need to like, honestly, what we really need to be better at is just nobody's got it figured out nobody has it figured out. And I guarantee the person that acts like they have it all figured out ain't got it figured out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's some story. And and here you are helping uh, alternative kids and, and focusing on, uh, you know, kids not from privileged background, et cetera. So good for you. And uh, 
amazing that you uh, you did straighten your life out listening to what some of those other guys on the team uh, uh, turned into. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Ryan, anything else you wanted to touch on before we get to rapid fire? Uh, I'm sure you and I could do a 24-hour marathon of a podcast together, but was there something you wanted to speak about that I didn't ask you about? Man, I, I really don't. Um, I'll tell you, anybody that, that that's listening – um, as you as you begin to embark on a year, um, I would challenge you when you go into your building every day, um, look for one God wink, um, mm. you know, may, and maybe you're not a believer and that's OK. But what I mean by that is look for one tangible something somebody does, somebody says something that happens in the course of that day that can show you you're in that place where you're supposed to be. Um I have tried to do that and it makes the days so much better when I can go home and say, you know what, man, I talked to this kid today and you know, his life was exactly like my life was. Um, or I had this kid that wrote me a really nice letter and put it on, put it on my desk after I had expelled him. Mm. Um, so yeah, look for those, look for those God winks. I love it. You're talking about uh, purpose and the why and willpower and God winks. You got, I like it. I like your style, Ryan. And I'll tell you what, uh, I, I'm going to guess that you are blessed with the power of ADD, similar to me. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm writing a book, Ryan, called Leading Faster. So Sweet. I definitely want to have you part of that and, and write a part okay. uh, in that on on how you use your superpower because I can hear it. I can feel it. And uh, that's how I look at it from Peter Shankman uh, shared that. I don't know if you ever heard the podcast um, faster no. than normal by Peter Shankman. I'm yeah. going to look it up. Yeah. It's only 20 minutes, bro. It's fast. Yeah. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Peter Shankman wrote a book too. He's great. I'm, I'm going to have him part of it, but uh, uh, faster than normal. So I'm working on a book called leading faster. So I want to have you part cool. of it. But speaking of fast, let's get to rapid fire, Ryan. And uh, uh, these are quick answers. First thing that pops into your head. You ready? Got it. Here we go. Last book you read. Last book I read. Um, belong, no, bleh, belonging and Becoming, Incorporating SEL in High Schools. Last movie you saw. Avengers Endgame. Favorite dish. Favorite dish. Cowboy spaghetti. What you got? Give me a quick description on cowboy spaghetti. So listen, it's got bacon. It's got spaghetti noodles. It's got tomatoes. It's, it's so, yeah, it's like a, I don't know. It's just cowboy spaghetti, dude. Just look it up. Delicious. Uh, Rachel favorite, Ray. Pla favorite place to travel. Favorite place to travel? Sweden. Mm, Haven't nice. been there in 20 years. A journal or a blog you subscribe to? <sighs> journal or a blog? I listen to your blog. I like it. A pet peeve of yours? Pet peeve of mine. When people say, okay, don't say you're all in it for kids and then make adult decisions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A go-to stress reliever. Go 
go-to stress reliever. Hugging my kids. Nice. Isn't that the best? Uh, you, you, you know, you're on the border like me there. Is your sports teams Indiana or Kentucky? Kentucky. When Indiana basketball plays Kentucky basketball, where, where are you at there? On my couch, watching <laughs> Kentucky. Uh, so you are you an SEC fan or a Big Ten fan? SEC. Yeah, okay. Uh, what was it like growing up in Santa Claus, Indiana? Very isolated. <laughs> was Christmas special in Santa Claus, Indiana? All the time. Listen, Santa Claus, his name was Chris Kringle, drove a uh, bright yellow Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> True story. <laughs> on 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, I feel, fill in the blank. 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I'm just waking up, so I'm groggy. Uh, you're sleeping in a little bit then. On Saturdays, yeah. Oh, nice. Good for you. Best purchase under a hundred bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Best purchase under a hundred bucks. Ooh, man. I think my microphone, because it helped me do my podcast and reach all these amazing people out and on the edges here. It's uh, it's making you sound good. If I were to come to a barbecue at your house this summer and you were to say, Oh, you got to try the, what is it? brisket? <laughs> Been cooking it for two days. Mm-hmm. Two words to describe yourself. Two words to describe myself. Can I do three? We do bend the rules for you, Ryan. Okay. Outside the box. Nice. Uh, one thing you're curious about. One thing I'm curious about. How can schools overcome home life? You're facing that. I'm facing that. That is a, mm -hmm. a, a great challenge. Something about Ryan Scott that people do not know about. Anxiety is real. Mm. You're real, man. That's for sure. <laughs> Ryan, I got your your uh, website here and your Twitter underneath here. Thanks for getting me to get the yes, spell. Sir, right. yes, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah, so probably the best way, uh, shoot me a tweet. Um, find me on Facebook. Add me. Send me a, a DM or whatever. Um, that's probably the best way. I'm on Insta also with the same Ryan C. Scott 1981. But I'm more of a – I know I'm old, but I'm more of a Facebook and a Twitter guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, do you have a quote uh, that you love? You said a lot of great things this afternoon. I appreciate the time. Is there a quote you could send us off with here? Yeah. Um, so one of my favorite quotes, I was made to be awesome. Awesome sauce there, my friend. Guys, this is Ryan Scott. He's going to be a, a principal at a new school this year, Evansville, Indiana, the Academy for Innovative Studies. Ryan, I wish you the best. Thank you, Andrew. I appreciate it, man. All right. Stay on the line a second. This was Ryan Scott. Check out his podcast, The Big Ed Idea, and follow him on Twitter. Ryan, we appreciate you uh, coming on and making time for us, um, and I wish you the best on your journey, and thanks for being so raw and real uh, with your story. It means a lot. Appreciate that, man. It's the only way to be.
That's right. Stand on line a second. Ryan Scott, everyone, thanks for tuning in. If I can help you in any way, don't hesitate to reach out at Andrew Murata21 on Twitter. Keep surviving and thriving. And, uh, you know, Ryan shares some real stuff today and, uh, that, you know, take it to heart. So we're going to sign off. Show number two. What the heck show is this, Ryan? This was show number 218. Yeah, 218. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Keep surviving and thriving. Thank you.